Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Can you imagine throwing $160 of food away every single month? Well, a 2018 study from the University of Vermont showed nearly a pound of food per person per day is wasted in the U.S. That's an average of $40 of food per person a month thrown away. So if you consider a four-person family, that is $160 of wasted food every single month. We are into the second installment of our Reduce Food Waste series, and today we are talking about how we can repurpose leftovers into a whole new meal to avoid throwing them away. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I'm excited to dive into the second installment of our Reduce Food Waste series and talk about leftovers. Something I try to be really intentional about in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, my monthly meal plan membership, is to create recipes that families will either use up fully or use the leftovers in another meal. Repurpose the leftover meat, for instance, if we're making something like salsa verde pork or a roast to actually use those leftovers the next night in another meal to help to encourage avoiding that extra waste. I think it's really easy to go, all right, I'm going to cook up this large piece of meat or shred up a few pounds of chicken or something like that, intentionally trying to use it in more than one 
meal. But if we are not intentional about planning it into the next meal, it can be easy to forget about it and let it go to waste in the fridge. The same thing goes when we cook a larger portion of food and think, oh yeah, we'll definitely eat this for leftovers, for lunches, or have a leftovers night, and then not actually use it, and then end up throwing that away at the end of the week. This is what we want to try and avoid. And what I really want to talk about today is repurposing leftovers, because I know there are so many of you who have come to me and said, I don't like eating the same thing over and over again. And that's not what I'm saying when I talk about using leftovers. Now, we do a leftovers night in our house, like I mentioned in the last episode, pretty much once a week. I recommend taking a night where you're either all eating the same thing and maybe you made a double portion of something and everyone's eating the same leftovers or doing kind of a smorgasbord type situation where you take any of the bits and pieces of different meals out of the fridge, lay them out and let everyone choose. My family loves that because the kids love choosing what they want to eat for dinner, but every family's a little bit different. There are ways to use leftovers and bits and pieces of food that are left from meals without eating the same thing over and over again. Because the reality is, unless you get really good about cooking just the right amount of food, and I have over a decade of experience developing recipes and cooking for people, and we still end up with leftovers even unintentionally in our house. So That's the reality for many people. Oftentimes, we do have leftovers. Some big families don't have a lot of leftovers. But if you do often have leftovers or you simply want to be more intentional about cooking larger portions of food to save money and use those leftovers, today's episode is for you. I want to talk about how to intentionally repurpose leftovers into new meals to make it feel like something that's freshly made, even if part of it is not. But before we dive into specific ways to use certain types of leftovers, I want to give you a few of my tips on using leftovers. Tip number one, you don't need to use your leftovers right away. You can use leftovers within three to four days. Fish being the exception, you want to use leftover fish within one to two days maximum. And this is according to the USDA. So you can use leftovers in three to four days. This is the same piece of advice whenever I talk about meal prep. People ask me, well, I don't want to eat what I cooked on Sunday on Friday. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't be eating what you cooked on Sunday on Friday. Three to four days is your max. You can always do a mini prep in the middle of the week. Or you can prep ingredients, but full meal leftovers you want to use within three to four days. So you don't necessarily have to use it the next day. This is one way that I find families can get around feeling like they're eating the same thing over and over again is not eating the same thing over and over again. So have a different meal on, say, Monday and Tuesday, do a leftovers night on Wednesday or Thursday. You know, say leftovers night is on Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday are completely different meals. And then maybe Saturday is a leftovers night. Tip number two, leftovers stored better will keep better. You want to make sure that whenever you are going to put your leftovers into the fridge, you are being safe about this. That means everything is completely cooled before you put it in the fridge. If you put something in the fridge warm, it is going to be in that danger zone, which isn't great for food safety. Storing in glass and in airtight containers will keep your food better because glass and airtight containers just tend to keep any of the moisture out that might cause your food to spoil early. And whenever air, moisture, heat get into foods, it will 
alter them in some way and bacteria can start to grow. So the more that you can avoid that, the better in terms of storing your leftovers. Tip number three, keep any leftovers you need to use in sight in your fridge. I've talked about the first in, first out rule in the past, which we use when it comes to our pantry and our freezer. So anything that's been in there longer, we move towards the front to try and use it up faster. However, when it comes to leftovers, I like to keep them front and center in the fridge so I don't forget about them because they do need to be used first, generally, before everything else in the fridge. Tip number four, food that has been cooled down and then reheated oftentimes needs extra moisture. So something like rice, when you reheat rice or any sort of grains, I always reheat it with a little bit of water. Same thing reheating ground meat or any sort of shredded meat. I usually add a little bit of moisture. In the same vein, if I am storing any sort of roast or shredded chicken, I store it in the cooking liquid. This helps to keep it moist without drying it out. Tip number five, food that's reheated might need to be reseasoned. You might need to reheat, taste it, and reseason as needed. So don't assume it's going to taste exactly the same as it did the first time. Some food, like chili for instance, tastes better as it sits over time, and some food needs a little bit of adjustment. So just plan ahead. It might need to be adjusted. Taste as you go when you're reheating, just like you taste as you go when you're cooking. And tip number six, if you don't use it, freeze it. If you're not going to use the leftovers in three to four days, freeze those leftovers. Make sure any leftovers that have liquid in them, you are freezing with at least two inches of space at the top of whatever container you're using, especially if you use glass. Glass will crack if there's not enough space in the top because liquids expand in the freezer. I like to use plastic storage containers. I make sure everything is fully cooled in the refrigerator before freezing it, but things like sauces and soups and stews, anything that has liquid in it, I still leave two inches at the top, but I use freezer containers from Amazon. I get, I think there's a, it's a set of like 18 for $20, so pretty inexpensive. Never had a problem with them. They freeze really, really well, so I'll link those in the show notes as well. Another option is Super Cubes. The brand is S-O-U-P-E-R, and they come in a bunch of different sizes. They are silicone freezer-specific containers, so you can freeze liquids. You can freeze all different types of foods. You can freeze casseroles, macaroni and cheese, all different types of foods in these different sizes. You can do individual portions or larger portions or even smaller amounts of things. Like I like to use silicone cubes for things like pesto and tomato paste. I know that's not a leftover, but quick little freezer tip. We will talk more about freezer tips in the future, but you can put them in these containers too. You can get them on Amazon and these will freeze them well and they're easy to pop out and reheat. Make sure to label anything that you freeze with the date. If you're putting something in the freezer that is about to spoil, this goes especially for meat or fish, Anything that you're putting in the freezer, remember it freezes it in time, but it doesn't kill the bacteria. So the bacteria is going to go dormant, but it's not going to kill it. So when you do take that out and defrost it, you want to make sure that you use that right away. Same thing goes for leftovers as well. So now that we have the basics, we know that we don't need to use everything right away. We have three to four days to use them. You want to make sure you're storing your leftovers well. If not, you are 
freezing them and you're freezing them well, keep those leftovers you need to use in sight and know that when you do reheat leftovers, you might need moisture and you might need to reseason. But one of my favorite things to do with leftovers is planning ahead to double up. These are the double up recipes I mentioned in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, where you repurpose an ingredient instead of eating the exact same food twice. I find this works great for people who aren't a huge fan of leftovers, especially kids who aren't a huge fan of eating the same thing twice. There are some things my kids will eat over and over again because they absolutely love. They'll re-eat chili. They really like my veggie meat sauce, meatballs, apparently anything with ground meat. (laughs) But there are some things my kids just don't like eating the same thing the second day, like bowls, for instance. So we'll take some of those ingredients that we might use for bowls, like that salsa verde pork I mentioned. We turned into salsa verde pork quesadillas and just repurposing it and using it in a different way can be a way to make sure you're using up those ingredients without it feeling like the same exact thing. My favorite things to repurpose include meat and in some cases fish, vegetables, grains, and beans. So let's take them category by category and talk about repurposing each one of these. So meat and sometimes fish is probably the easiest thing to repurpose. So if you make a large amount of meat, so say you make a beef roast or a pork roast or shredded chicken, you can use these in so many different meals. And technically, you're repurposing leftovers, but you're using them really intentionally. A couple examples here. If you make a beef roast one night, you can turn it into fried rice. You could turn it into tacos. You could turn it into a chili, like a chili con carne. You can turn it into a beef stew, pork. You can turn it into tacos. You can turn it into quesadillas. You can turn it into enchiladas. Now I have kind of like a Mexican slash Tex-Mex vibe going on here. You can also turn it into a bowl. You can turn them into fried rice again. You can turn it into a barbecue pulled pork stuffed potato or stuffed sweet potato or barbecue pulled pork sandwiches. Shredded pork of any sort tossed in barbecue sauce is so delicious. (laughs) So you can use that in any of those ways, bowl or potato, sweet potato, bun, whatever it might be. Shredded chicken is delicious in white chicken chili in chicken soup of all sorts. It's coming into spring now, so we like to make a spring chicken soup with lemon and dill. Sometimes I'll put orzo in that instead of noodles like I do in my classic chicken noodle soup, or sometimes instead of noodles, I'll put in zucchini when the weather's a little bit warmer and zucchini's in abundance. I think I mentioned white chicken chili we love to make. We love to make enchiladas. You can mix in shredded chicken with any sort of stovetop macaroni and cheese. I have a broccoli cheddar mac and cheese in our Turn Up the Beat veggie cookbook that's available for members in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, and that is one of my family's favorites. You get in some veggies, you get in some protein, and then, of course, it's basically stovetop mac and cheese, and who doesn't like stovetop mac and cheese? So (laughs) that's a great way to use up shredded chicken. I'll also use shredded chicken in chicken salad. I have a variety of chicken salad recipes on my website. I oftentimes use cube chicken, but you can also use shredded chicken in any of those. My wine country chicken salad, curry chicken salad, cucumber dill chicken salad, so many different options for shredded chicken. 
Ground meat is another thing that you can very easily make a large quantity of and use in multiple different meals. Recently on Instagram, I shared how I turned my taki tur my taki turco. Wow. Rewind. Should I keep that in? <laughs> my turkey taco meat using my homemade taco seasoning. And I turned that into my Tex-Mex sweet potato turkey taco pie and then chipotle turkey bowls, all with very similar ingredients. I also made a sautéed black beans and corn with kind of a smoky, spicy seasoning as well. And I used those in the bowl and then I used them in black bean and corn quesadillas later on. So we're kind of going into the bean side of things, but that's a way to make use of more than one ingredient in several different meals. Pre-cooked ground meat works really well in any sort of chilies. Again, you can use it in fried rice. You could use it in enchiladas as well. You can use it on tostadas. You can use pre-cooked sausages or pre-cooked ground meat in frittatas to add some extra protein too. You could turn it into a taco salad if it's taco meat as well. You could also add it to pizza or calzones or on top of nachos. You could turn it into a meat sauce and either have that over pasta or spaghetti squash or zucchini noodles or turn it into a lasagna as well. So a lot of options for ground meat there too. Don't discount bones either. If you have leftover bones from a whole chicken that you cooked up or from a ham or from a short rib ragu, for instance, you can use those bones in stock slash broth. Very similar, not exactly the same, I know, but stock is typically the bones and vegetables, and broth usually has aromatics added and sometimes meat in there as well. In any case, you can make broth out of the leftover chicken bones. You can also roast up the bones from any sort of short ribs. You can turn those into a beef broth or same thing with pork. You can use leftover ham bone in split pea soup. They add a ton of flavor, so don't discount using those as well. When it comes to fish, leftover fish can be flaked and used in a salad. You can use it in fish cakes. You can also turn it into fish tacos or fish sticks or in a rice bowl. So if you have leftover salmon or leftover white fish, consider how you could use that in another meal because personally, I don't think that fish reheated is all that great, but there are so many ways that you can use it. Think of Emily Mariko on TikTok and her salmon avocado bowl. So delicious. And I believe that she uses leftover rice as well. We'll talk about leftover rice in a minute. One of my other favorite ways to repurpose leftovers is by repurposing meatballs. I've done a whole lot of shortcut meatball recipes over on Instagram because you can buy frozen meatballs and use them in so many different ways. But next time you make meatballs, why not just make a double batch and use them in a meatball soup? You can use them in a meatball sub. I like to make them into pita sandwiches. So in my Budget Kitchen Lunches book, and these are also in the cooking club too. Yeah, I believe they're in the cooking club. I have shortcut meatball pitas, a Greek style one, and then a barbecue meatball one. You could even do a buffalo one. You can do any sort of meatballs, chicken, turkey, beef, pork, 
they'll work for it as well. You can cut up the meatballs and put them on pizza as well or put them into homemade calzones using some homemade or store-bought pizza dough. Super, super easy. So consider using meatballs in a different way other than having spaghetti and meatballs twice in a row. My next favorite thing to repurpose is vegetables. There are so many ways you can repurpose vegetables, either cooked or raw vegetables. I like to use cooked or raw vegetables in soup, just like a kitchen sink soup. Start with your carrot, celery, onions, your mirepoix, garlic to add some of those aromatics to it. Saute those up. Add in your vegetables, any sort of stock, any sort of leftover meat. You have a quick and easy soup right there. Season it well. You can add some fresh herbs to that. You could add some Parmesan cheese. You could add some tomatoes to make it a tomato-based soup. You could puree it. You could keep it chunky. You could add some leftover pasta or orzo or rice to that. So many possibilities there. And you can toss basically whatever leftover veggies that you have in there. This works really great with vegetable scraps as well. Of course, you can always store any of your vegetable scraps in the freezer to use in homemade stock or broth as well. The only ones I try to avoid, um, well, at least using for stock, you can still use them in other purposes, are anything from the brassica family. So your broccoli, cauliflower, collards, kale, cabbage, because they do have a little bit of a bitter taste to them. Brussels sprouts as well. I tend to avoid those. I avoid peppers because they tend to be overly acidic and make the broth very acidic. I like to have a more neutral base to my soups. But other than that, you can keep your carrots, your celery, your onion, your herbs, your leeks, your green onions. Did I say mushrooms? Pretty much anything else you can keep. I even do sweet potato peels. It makes it a little bit sweet. You can add those to your freezer and you can use them to make homemade broth. You can use most vegetables in your smoothies. If you're a smoothie lover like I am, there are so many unexpected vegetables you can put in smoothies like butternut squash, sweet potatoes, broccoli stems are surprisingly really sweet. I love putting cauliflower in my smoothies. I love doing zucchini in my smoothies. Beets in smoothies are delicious as well. So try it out. Freeze them up. Add them to your smoothie and uh, see how they taste. Any of the ones I mentioned are absolutely delicious. Save any of your leftover herbs that might be slightly wilty and make pesto. You can make pesto out of pretty much any types of herbs. It doesn't just have to be basil. You can do a mix with basil or you could do a pesto or, sorry, not a pesto, a parsley or a cilantro pesto as well. You can mix greens into that too, so any spinach that might be wilting a little bit if you're not going to use it in a smoothie, you can also use that in a pesto as well. I have a spinach almond pesto recipe. It does use some basil as well. That recipe is on my website. It's a, gr it's a great budget-friendly way to make pesto. I love pesto with pine nuts, but pine nuts tend to be expensive. And um, there's also a dairy-free option there as well. Any sort of leftover veggies are really great in frittatas or egg cups as well. It's a great way to use up leftover vegetables. Quesadillas you can add with meat and cheese or just vegetables and cheese. And then in any sort of curry, they're really great too. So if you have some leftover roasted vegetables, you can make a curry with chicken or chickpeas or shrimp. You can either do like a coconut Thai-inspired curry or an Indian-style curry Add in your vegetables kind of towards the end so they don't get super mushy if they're pre-cooked. Quick and easy dinner, ready to go. 
All right, let's talk leftover grains. Leftover grains are probably the one thing that tend to sit in my fridge for a while because I don't think to use them outside of bowls. But I've been trying to be really intentional about using any leftover grains we have. Now, rice doesn't last very long in our house. I have to be intentional about keeping leftover rice if I want to make something like fried rice. But if we do have just a little bit of rice or farro or quinoa, you can add it to soup. Orzo is really good added to soup as well. You can turn it into a casserole. You could make stuffed peppers or stuffed zucchini, or you could turn any of the above into a breakfast porridge as well, similar to an oatmeal, but use quinoa instead. One of my kids' favorite breakfasts is just quinoa warmed up with butter. It's got plant-based protein in it. It's got your healthy carbs. You add the butter, you get a little bit of fat to it. And we try to get them to eat at least fruit or vegetables on the side, too. But they love leftover quinoa. You can make quinoa sweet or you can make it savory. Lots of different ways that you can use those leftover grains. But my favorite ways are fried rice or you can use any of those vegetables into like a fried rice type of situation. You can also make a Moroccan style tagine, kind of like a one pot dish where you mix quinoa or couscous or millet with some heavily spiced vegetables, so I like to roast them up. That's my favorite way. You can add some chickpeas or some chicken to that. So usually I use some sort of a carrot, maybe broccoli, cauliflower, roast those up, mix them with any sort of leftover quinoa or millet or couscous. Like I mentioned, couscous is technically a pasta, not a grain like orzo, but it works in the same way. Mix in that those cooked chickpeas or chicken. I would obviously cook the chicken first And then I like to add things like green olives and then some sort of dried fruit. It's like a Moroccan tagine. Sometimes I'll add a yogurt sauce to it as well, an herb yogurt sauce. Super, super tasty and very simple, repurposing those leftovers. And last but not least, beans. I love making a big pot of beans and using them in multiple different meals. Bowls are one of my favorite ways to use leftover beans. Like I mentioned, those black beans and corn. I just saute them up together and I'll use them in a bowl. I will also use them in quesadillas. I like to add beans into soups and chilies. I have a delicious black bean and sweet potato soup recipe in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. Then you can turn that actual chili into other things as well. You could do chili fries. You can make up some homemade oven fries, or you can buy frozen fries and make up chili fries. It's such a fun dinner. Everyone can add their own toppings. You can do a chili bar, and again, you just heat up the chili and everyone adds their own toppings. You could do chili dogs. You could do chili mac. There's so many fun ways to turn chili into something else as well. Quesadillas, like I mentioned, are a great way to use leftover beans as well. You can use them for the Moroccan-style tagine I mentioned, any sort of curries as well. As long as the beans are cooked, they will easily add to so many different dishes. So I highly encourage beans as a way to repurpose leftovers. You can also use them in salads. I have a tuna and white bean Mediterranean-style salad that's one of my favorite lunches to have in the summertime or my chopped chicken and chickpea salad as well. Those are great. Now, you don't have to use dried beans that you cook, but they are the least expensive option. So if you do cook up a big pot of beans, this is a great way to reuse them. Or maybe you open a big can of beans and you only use some of it. You can repurpose these in that way for other recipes as well. And I also want to mention, it's okay to not use the full amount 
a recipe asks for when you're just adding something to it. So sometimes we're afraid to make a recipe with, say, chickpeas in it because it says a cup and a half of chickpeas and we only have a cup of chickpeas. Use the cup of chickpeas and either adjust the liquid a bit or add in a different type of beans, add in another protein for that extra half of a cup, add in a grain. Don't be afraid to experiment and see what works and see what your family enjoys. Like I said in the last episode, sometimes experimenting and playing around with things a little bit, having a night where you're just kind of throwing things together and seeing what works, literally throwing spaghetti, well, maybe not literally throwing spaghetti at the wall. It does make a mess. Not saying it's from experience, but you know. <laughs> sometimes just experimenting, trying different combinations of things, you can come up with a new family favorite. You don't need to veer completely off and start making your own recipes if that's something that makes you really uncomfortable in the kitchen, but you can always just switch things up a little bit and see what works. Okay, so now that I have given you more than 25 ideas for repurposing leftover meat, leftover veggies, leftover grains, leftover beans, I want you to plan for it. Next week, when you go to create your meal plan, see where you can make a larger amount of something and use it in more than one meal, or just experiment with having one night a week where you're just figuring out what to do with leftovers rather than planning an extra meal. Planning for just five meals and not over planning is one of the best ways that you can avoid food waste. So next week, my encouragement for you is to plan for leftovers or focus on repurposing leftovers. And I want you to share with me. I want you to share how you repurpose your leftovers. Connect with me over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris. I want to see what you made. If you want more inspiration and double up recipes, join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. It starts at just $3 a month. You'll get weekly meal plans for inspiration. Of course, you'll get the recipes along with that. There is a member recipe library with over 80 family-friendly recipes. We've got gluten-free recipes. We've got dairy-free recipes. Most of the recipes are nut-free as well. And each week, you also get a grocery list and a meal prep plan if you want to turn that week's meals into your actual meal plan for the week and not even have to think about it. So head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris to join us over there. You can get your first week free. Try it out. Try some of the recipes. I would love to connect with you over there as well. All right, friends, as usual, I hope you found this helpful. That is all I have for you today, but be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeart, Audible, all the places so you don't miss another episode. We are on to part three of our Reduced Food Waste series next week. And next week, we are going to talk all about how to use your freezer better to save food to use later on and avoid food waste. So until next time, happy repurposing leftovers, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to healthymamachris.com slash podcast. 
For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.